God. Hey, church, why don't we welcome those who are joining us online? And if you are joining us online, we'd like to say a big hello. And uh, if you're ever in our area, we would love to have you join one of our services. Church, come on, let's welcome those who are joining those online. Hallelujah. So this is part two of our series, which we are calling Taking Control of Our Lives, of which I said I'm preaching from Pastor Andre, if you remember him, who was here for a few weeks ago. Uh, This is out of his book, not exclusively out of his book, but using this as a a point of reference, if you like, to work through some things. I do believe we live in a world where many people do not have control of their lives, where they they live and just do it or live however you want, and, and many lives are out of control. And so I think this is an important thing for us as disciples and followers of Christ that we understand and get a handle on. And so Jack Welch said, control your own destiny or someone or something else will. I have found that to be true. And we must understand it is also a spiritual thing to take control of our lives. It's a spiritual thing. Galatians 5.22, when speaking of, that whole chapter speaks of being led by the Spirit. Here's what it says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And a lot of people stop there. They go, that's just where, where it is. And the final fruit of the Spirit, of what a Spirit-led life looks like, is self-control. In other words, the Scripture is saying the ability to control self bears all the hallmarks of a fruitful, spirit-led life. Remember, control never starts outside our lives. It always is an inside job. Can I hear an amen? The war, the battle takes place on the inside of us. So in this three-part series, we are going to look uh, at one thing each week that we need to do in order to move towards taking control of our lives. I'm sure there's many more. We're just going to look at three. Last week, we looked at give up the blame game. Give up the blame game. I hope maybe some of you during the week when you went to blame somebody for something, just paused for a moment and pulled back. Give up the blame game. Today, in number two, we're going to look at become a zero victim by choice. Become a zero victim by choice. Natalie, your mother left you. You were adopted. You could have said, well, the world sucks. I don't know if I could say that in church, but uh, yeah, you, 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 you could have done that. You could have thrown down the gauntlet and say, stuff it all. But you chose to be a zero victim by choice. I'm not going to let that govern or determine my life. So that's what we're talking about today. So firstly, what is a victim? Well, here's one definition. I'm sure there's more. Someone said there's someone who is ruled. Everybody say ruled. They're ruled. Someone who is ruled by what has happened to them because of crime, hurt, or any kind, any kind, whatever. Someone who is ruled by what has happened to them because of crime, hurt, or any kind of unfortunate circumstances. Author Peter McWilliams described the victim as a person to whom life happens. Life happens to all of us. That's the truth, isn't it? Life happens to all of us. The truth is that sooner or later, we will all become victims to someone or, or, or something that is not of our choosing. I remember a song many years ago, Cat Stevens wrote, Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. 
How many remember that song? I love Cat Stevens. He's great. And, 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 and the truth is, it is a wild world out there. If you haven't discovered it yet, you, you've got to understand this place that we live in uh, on planet Earth is a wild, wild world. And uh, I, I just want to ask a question. You can show me your hands because I'm pretty sure it's going to be 100%. Anyone here has been the victim of unfortunate circumstances where things didn't work? Come on. There should be every hand up in this place. Otherwise, you are living an incredible life. You need to be up here speaking. All of us will have things that we will have to uh, uh, walk through or, or, or have unfortunate circumstances where things don't work out how they should. The reality is each day people in every single corner of the world become victims of crime, violence, and in today's world, terror, sexual abuse. You just think of all the news about Hollywood at the moment as that is being exposed just front and uh, uh, center. So terror, sexual abuse, hate, scams, sexism, racism, discrimination, bullying, deceit, lies, assault, car accidents, murder. You think, oh, that's so far off. Well, right this week, I had Pastor Wes and Janet Chambers standing in this auditorium teaching uh, our, our pastors, and their, their basically very close relative was murdered last year. And his body was on the news. I remember watching it. His body was dumped and burnt, as far as I uh, uh, remember, out in a place down in Canterbury. And the person's just been sentenced, I think, to something like 21 years or something ridiculous uh, uh, like that. And so, so they're, they're having to work through that whole thing, the anger of that, the, the struggle of that, the battle of that, the, the, the torment of that. All of us at some time, in some way, will become victims of something, whether it's sickness, whether it's betrayal, whether it's prejudice. In Texas last Sunday, people going to church just like you, just simply going, uh, go, going to church, just go to church, just do some praise, let's, let, let, uh, let's hear the preacher, let's, let's hear the Word of God, uh, went in, you know, with their families and with their kids, and, 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 and a mad gunman walked in and shot 26 of them. Now, just to give you some perspective, the church only had a congregation of 50. And so you've got to understand most of that church, at least half, was wiped out just in a few moments. All they were doing was going to church. When I looked at that, it's in Sutherland Springs. So I was like, where is that? Because I was in Texas this year with Anita and at Jim Craft's church in Victoria, Texas. And I was like, where is that in relation to this church that we preached in, it's basically the same distance as Palmerston North, an hour and 20 minutes away. And so I text Jim Craft there and, and asked him, do you know this pastor? Do you, do you, do you, are you aware of who he is? And he said, look, I, I, I don't know who he is, but we are sending, and this is amazing to me in America, a rapid response. They even have rapid response teams now to help out in these kind of situations. All they were doing was going to church trying to be good people, trying to do the right thing, and they end up dead. Scary. New Zealand's a great country. Can I hear a good amen? Right now, New Zealand is a fantastic country. So in this wild world, we can't stop what happens to us because we live in a fallen world where crime and errors and weakness and sin and evil are all too prevalent. However, this series is about the fact that we can decide what happens in us and that we can choose to not live as victims, 
victims of our circumstances, victims of our environments, victims of our upbringing. We can choose not to live as victims. In Proverbs 24, verse 16, it says, Though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. Yes, we fall, but let's not be people who frown and stay down. Can I hear a good amen? That's my little rap this morning. Let's not frown and stay down. We've got to understand that though we fall, there is a, uh, uh, the ability of God's people to rise again. Though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. The Bible says though we fall, we can rise again. We can get up. We can rise up on the inside. Yes, life may have knocked you down, but you can get up again. The righteous will rise up again. We can rise, why? Because Christ did. Christ rose. And because of that, we can move from victim to victor. We can move from victim to victor. And not only the, again, I want you to get that in your spirit. It's not just once. We can rise repeatedly. Not just once, not just twice, not just three times, not just four. You can rise. The, 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 the thought there is that you can continue to rise. When you, you may fall, but you can get up again. Friend, I don't know where you feel you've fallen. I don't know where you feel or how far down you think you're going. But I'm going to tell you today, it's time to get up again. It's time to stand up again. Come on, I'm preaching good. It's time to move again into that which God is calling you to. You can rise again because Christ did. We can rise again because of God's grace. We don't have to live wound up, wounded, and whining. Good preaching, Adam. Thank you very much. See, Satan would want nothing more than for you to be a victim. He would like nothing more for you to define your life by the bad stuff that's happened to you. He'd like nothing more than that. That's it, that is it. Make it about all the, the wrong stuff. Make your life all about the wrong stuff that's happened to you. Make your life all about the bad stuff that's happened, happened to you. That's so where people live in the rear view mirror. How many know you crash when you live looking into the rear view mirror? You've got to look forward, somebody. Tap your neighbor and say, I think the preacher talking to you. You've got to look forward. Jesus and his ministry. He met many victims, but he healed them. He healed them. In Luke 8, 26, you have the story of the man, the madman at the tomb. He was dangerously demonic, but with some dynamic deliverance, his life changed. In Luke chapter 8, verse 26 and 29, it says, As Jesus stepped out onto the land, a madman from the town met him. It's probably not the reception he was looking for. It was just like, okay, who's coming to the meeting? The madman. The madman from the town met him. He was a victim of demons. He was a victim of demons. He hadn't worn clothes for a long time, nor lived at home. He lived in the cemetery. He was crazy, yet we know from the story when Jesus entered his world, he healed him. He went from victim to victor. His mess became his message. Antonio Larez lost his wife, and Pastor Andre played the video when he was here, when he talked about getting past what you can't get over. And if you haven't seen that, it's a good sermon to, to watch. But he spoke of 
Antonio Larez, who lost his wife, uh, Helena, in the brutal terrorist attack in Paris in 2015. 90 people were killed. He was left alone to raise his son, but he decided, I'm not going to be a victim. Here's a man who, 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 who was a victim. I mean, he, 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 if anyone deserves to be a victim, he should be a victim. But he decided, I'm, I'm going to live with a zero victim mentality. If you remember, he wrote the letter. It says, on Friday evening, you stole the life of an exceptional person, the love of my life, the mother of my son, but you will not have my hatred. So no, I will not give you the satisfaction of hating you. You want it, but to respond to hatred with anger would be to give in to the same ignorance that made you what you are. Us too, my son and I, we are stronger than every army in the world. I cannot waste any more time on you as I must go back to my son who has just woken from his sleep. He is only just 17 months old. He is going to eat his snack just like every other day. Then when we are, then we are going to play just like every other day. And all of his life, this little boy will be happy and free because you will never have his hatred either. He decided to be, I'm not gonna be a victim. I mean, he's entitled to be a victim. Some of us are living like that. I'm entitled to be upset. I'm entitled to be like this. I'm entitled to be a pain. I'm entitled to be angry because of what has happened. I'm entitled because this happened to me. These people hurt me. This one did that to me or, or this one. And it's not to undermine, understand. No one's negating what has happened to you. But friend, you don't want to be a slave to that. You don't want to have that hold your life. He's saying, I'm not going to allow you to do it. I'm not going to get bitter. I'm going to get better. I'm going to allow God to work in my life. Made the children cry. I've made the children cry. You chose to be a zero victim by choice. Do you live as a victim or victor? It's important. It's important. I read this on a tweet. It just uh, popped up yesterday, and I quickly typed it into the notes by James McPherson, who's an Australian pastor, and I, I don't know what he was preaching on, but it was just on a, a Twitter that he'd Facebook photoed, and he said this. It's, it's pretty powerful. He said, when victimhood is the source of your empowerment, recovery is the enemy. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it again because it's good. When victimhood is the source of your empowerment, when you somehow, you know, like enjoy being this because it gets you the attention that you, you want and you, you crave, Recovery is the enemy. You've got to decide, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live like that, where, where that's how I get people's attention. No more. I'm going to be a zero victim by choice. On Palm Sunday in Egypt this year, Easter, another church packed, packed with hundreds, maybe thousands of worshipers. An Islamic suicide bomber tried to enter that packed church and detonate his device. He was stopped at the door by the church security team. I think we need a church security team, amen. He detonated his device, and that's where, like I said, when I was in America, I had armed guards with me. Now I know why you, you have that, because it's a crazy world. Ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. It is. Love that song. <laughs> okay, no, I don't <laughs> But he was stopped by the security guard. 
He still detonated his device and he killed many people. It was on the news, but many were saved by the bravery of Nassim Fahim. Oh, I like even saying that. It feels good. Nassim Fahim, the security guard who stopped him from entering. In an Arab TV interview, her words, his wife, uh, oh, again, like, what I want to say here, Nassim's widow, although a victim, decided she would have a zero victim mentality. And in an Arab TV interview, her words of forgiveness left the Muslim journalist interviewer, uh, uh, Amir Adib, speechless for nearly 10 seconds, so moved by what he heard as she forgave her husband's murderer on Egyptian TV. Just watch this interview right now. Let's play that, that video. أنا فرحانة بيه ومبسوطة ومش زعلانة من اللي عمل كده بقول له ربنا يسامحك أنت مغيب يا ابني أنت مغيب صدقني مغيب ومش زعلانة بس أنا بطلب من ربنا يعني اللي هو خلاص انتهى وراح بطلب من ربنا أن يعني يسامحهم ويحاولوا يفكروا شوية يفكروا يفكروا صدقيني لأن هم لو فكروا إحنا ما بنعملهمش أي حاجة صدقيني ما بنعملهمش حاجة لهم فكروا تاني فكروا اللي أنتوا بتعملوه ده صح ولا غلط وربنا يسامحكم وإحنا مسامحينكم بأمانة بقولها مسامحكم صدقيني لأن أنتوا حطيتوا لي أبو أولادي في مكان ما كنتش أتمنى العمر كله صدقيني بأمانة يعني أنا عمري أنا بفتخر بيه وبتمنى أكون أنا جنبه صدقيني يا بنتي وأشكرك يا حبيبتي أقباط مصر مصنوعين من فولاذ أقباط مصر مئات السنين بيتحملوا كوارث ومصايب كتيرة القبط المصري يعشق تراب بلده القبط المصري يتحمل كل شيء عشان وطنه وإيه كمية التسامح اللي عندكو دي لو أعدائكم يعرفوا قد إيه أنتم متسامحين بجد ما كانش حد يصدق ده أنا لو أبويا والله ما أقول كده أبدا الناس دي عندها كمية تسامح عن حق عن عقيدة دول بني آدمين والله مصنوعين من مادة تانية they are made from a different substance. Those people, those Christians are made from a different substance. What are you made of? What are you made of? We're, see, we're not called to live our life like everyone else. We're, we're made to be a, of a different substance, not of this world. What an amazing response. What an amazing response. She decided that they will not control, those terrorists will not control her life in the present or in the future. 
See, she can't change what happened, but what happened, and what happened was unjust and sad and tragic, but she's taking control away from the terrorists and, and living life free, refusing to be a victim, but rather a victor over the circumstances. She chose to live with a zero victim mentality. The Apostle Paul wrote to those who were being persecuted, advising them in a way not to become victims in their thinking. His advice is still even relevant today when, when we're victimized and feeling the need to retaliate or, or blame shift. In 1 Peter 2 verses 21 and 23, he said, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in His steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in His mouth. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Let me say this, my friend. Life may deal you some blows. Life may give you some curveballs. There'll be some upsets and letdowns. Maybe your start in life wasn't great. John Folk was born without arms. And he understands the, 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 the difficult steps between having a vision and achieving it. At 10 years old, he couldn't even put his own pants on. Today, he operates his own company. He's married with, with kids. He runs a successful motivation business called Visionary Velocity Worldwide. And he wrote a book called, What's Your Excuse? What's your excuse? I mean, I haven't got arms. What's your excuse for not getting ahead? What's your excuse for not making it? What's your excuse for going to the next level? Friend, no matter who you are, there's always somebody who's going through more stuff than you, who's got more challenges than you. As soon as I saw that, I thought of the Australian guy who's a motivational speaker. He just doesn't have arms. He also doesn't have legs. He's just a head and a torso. There's always somebody else going through more challenges than you. He's married, got kids, got his own business. Nick, I can't even say his last name is so complicated. But these guys, their start in life wasn't the easiest. But they decided they're not going to let a difficult start stop them from a great finish. Can I hear an amen? They refused to let the victim mentality, mentality rule their lives. They decided to be zero victims by choice. In 2008, an Indian woman, 33 years old, Bori Kalbi, I think that's how you say it, 33 at the time, she gave birth to a baby girl on a train. This was no ordinary birth. She had gone to the toilet on the train and had prematurely given birth to the baby girl. Now you've got to understand she was in the toilet, going to the toilet and the baby was birthed. Now in India, when you go on a train toilet, having lived there for many years, you've got to understand basically it's a, a, a small room with a hole in the ground and everything goes through the tracks. You can see the tracks down there. As she was doing the thing, she gave birth right there. No ordinary birth. She'd given birth to the baby girl who then dropped straight through the train toilet onto the tracks. This is while the train is moving. 
The mother said that she then fainted after unexpectedly giving birth. The baby fell onto the tracks. Relatives alerted the railway officials and rescuers later managed to find the baby lying on the tracks with her umbilical cord still beside her. By the time they had found the baby, she had been lying on the tracks for about one and a half to two hours. Despite the drop and premature birth, she was placed in intensive care where she miraculously survived. All that to say this, you may have had a bad start. You might feel like life dropped you in it. Maybe you've woken up on the wrong side of the tracks. But that doesn't have to be how you finish. That doesn't have to affect you from having a great future. You may have had a rough start, but that doesn't mean you have to finish that way. Who knows what side of the track life has found you on, dropped you on, but you can get up and you can start building a new future. Oh, I'm preaching good, amen. But to do that, you have to decide to be a zero victim by choice. You have to take control of your life. You have to rule over those things rather than have those things rule over you. You have to get the help that you need. And firstly, you need to hand over your life to God and allow Him to lead you through that process. Let's be ones who take control of our lives. Let's be zero victims by choice. Plenty of stuff. Well, it happened to me. Yeah, it happened. But don't let it have power over you. Every head bowed and every eye closed in this auditorium right now. Before I close, I want to give you a chance. Maybe you've got stuff in your life and in this moment, you go, man, I'm a chest. You know, this stuff has happened to me, that stuff has happened to me, this thing has passed, I need, a, I, I need a maybe a fresh start today. Maybe today I'm just gonna say, I'm not gonna let that rule my life. It's been ruling my life for far too long. It's been, been, been touching areas of my life for far too long. And in a moment, I'm gonna pray a prayer that just says, I wanna break that stuff over your life. If you're here today and you know you've been living as a victim rather than a victor, and you're going, Pastor, would you just pray a prayer and maybe even break this so I can begin again, maybe have a fresh start with every head bowed and every eye closed. If that's you, would you put your hand up just saying that's me. I want to be included in that prayer. Come on. Every head bowed, every eye closed, hands up all over. Come on. Anyone else you know, you've just been letting stuff rule you that you, that shouldn't be ruling you. Thoughts and stuff like that. You've been letting it take control. Anyone else? Anyone else? Come on. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you. Thank you. Slip those hands down. Lord, I pray for every single person who put their hand up in this situation right now. I pray, Lord Jesus, Father God, that they've identified inside of them, Lord, stuff that, 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 that needs to be broken off, stuff that's, that's uh, maybe caused a rough start, but it's not going to get in the way of their finish. And so right now, I just break the, the power of those things, whatever they are, over their life. And I pray even today, the steadfast love of the Lord is new this morning. I pray that they would be free from those things. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Maybe for some here today, you haven't given your life to Christ. Maybe you've backslidden. Maybe you haven't fully handed over. Maybe things have gotten in the way. 
in a moment I'm going to pray a prayer just like I said at the beginning maybe you sense God is knocking on the door of your heart and you need to get right with God if you're here today and you know you need to say yes to Jesus you know that God is knocking you might be saying well pastor you know I've got to sort my life out I've got to sort this area out friend let me tell you all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God here's the truth of the gospel it's not about how bad you are but about how good God is it's what he has done for you and made available to you I don't want you to leave this place without saying yes to Jesus if you're here today and you can sense him knocking on the door of your heart you know you need to get right with God why don't you open that door and let him come in in a moment I'm going to pray another prayer that's a prayer that says, come in, Lord Jesus. Come and be King of my life. Be Lord of my life. Be Lord of my situation. Help me to live my life according to your word. If that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, and you go, that's me, Pastor. I want to be included in that prayer. I need to get right with God here today. If that's you, would you just put your hand up and just so I can pray with you? I'm going to get you a thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? You know you need to get right. No, real high, real high. Anyone else? Thank you over here side. Yeah, anyone else? You know you need to get right with God. Thank you down the back. Yeah, anyone else? You know you need to get right with God. Amen. Thank you. Alright, let's all pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today a sinner in need of a Savior. Cleanse me today of my sin. Be Lord of my life from this day forth. This I ask in your powerful name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time today, know the Bible says that you're